Dear listeners, this is Alto Leaders Insight podcast. In this podcast series, Alto EE's experts, partners, and researchers discuss topical issues related to leadership and organizations. What is important right now? How should we look at the changes and complexity? What are the crucial questions to ask oneself? What challenges lie ahead? And what are the intriguing issues we should ref- uh, reflect upon? My name is Riitta Lummetuomala. Welcome. Our discussion in this episode will be around leadership and particularly a framework Aalto IE has created to present views on leadership, leaders and organizations. Furthermore, we will focus on the individual leader's knowledge, skills and competencies. I have the pleasure of having this conversation with two experts behind the framework and its philosophy. Welcome Dr. Pekka Mattila, Group Managing Director of Aalto IE and Professor of Practice, Aalto University School of Business. Thank you, pleasure to be here. And Sara Bange, Associate Director, Thought Leadership and Design at Aalto IE and also a doctoral candidate. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Okay, we will start with you, Becca, if that's okay. That's fine. I would like to know what are the reasons behind the design of this framework? Why did you want to do it? How does it differ from other leadership frameworks? And what makes it Aldo EE's own? That was more than one question. I'm sorry about that, but please. Um To start with, I think uh, leadership as a topic is actually one of the foundations of the whole concept of executive development and growth. Nonetheless, this far, we are having a wonderful pool of amazing facilitators, coaches, trainers, lecturers, and so on in the field of leadership. But each and every one of them is bringing in one's own framework. And at the moment, in order to facilitate this kind of better a program level um, shared understanding of what we are aiming for, uh, I, I, I think that it's vital that we have something that brings all these components together from one side from the company or organizational perspective and from the other side from the individual's perspective. And this is to serve, uh, to my mind, as a guiding principle for program design, but also program Um, uh, communications and management uh, in order to bring together all the bits and pieces. And uh, you you wanted to, uh, we'll come back to this, but the differences between, maybe, do you want to discuss that later, differences between existing frameworks and the one that we are discussing here? Today, we are mostly looking at a framework that is more holistic. I think there is actually no dissonance or conflict with uh, many of the great frameworks that our individual uh, contributors and coaches and trainers and facilitators are using. It's just to give this kind of big picture and bring different bits and pieces together. Thank you. So, Sara, let's go to the to the core of the framework and uh, the the starting point. How would you describe the starting point for the framework? 
Yeah, we actually uh, started to work uh, already in late 2020. And uh, as Becca said, leadership is such a vast topic with so many different approaches and and actually shifting paradigms every once in a while. So so uh, and there are so many isms and different truths that that come and go actually. So we wanted to find uh, our own voice uh, and also connect that to what we know about leadership, both from a research and practice perspective. So it it, it was uh, quite 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 a long process with with uh, so many different versions, <laughs> working versions that I cannot even count those. Uh, I think we balanced between not oversimplifying but also not making things too complex mm-hmm. and all, all, always trying to fi- find or uh, stay true to our own our own voice and understanding on, on the matter of leadership. Uh, we had several different discussions with the team, Pekka, myself and Päivi Kastreen, uh, and, and through these sparring sessions, uh, I think those were extremely valuable to finding the uh, balance between the uh, organizational factors, but then also the individual leadership factors that drive drive the strategy execution. So one more time, the core, the, the starting point for the framework. Okay. How would you describe that? Starting point. Okay. I think the starting point personally for me was the individual leaders' skills, which we then came down to three like simple factors. And then through those discussions that we had with Becca, Päivi and myself, we found the way to bring the uh, organizational perspective into the framework. Okay, anything you want to, to add? Related to the starting point or the process, which sounds very interesting. Uh, I, I think what really was essential was to trying to understand that this framework is about leadership. It's not covering 360 degrees of, of, of business management. And also understanding that um, we are using two lenses. One is from the organizational side and another is from the individual side. And depending on the on the context, actually, uh, one of them might be more relevant than the other, but they are closely interlinked. Great, very, very interesting, and and really the process. Uh, I was privileged to to see a little bits and pieces of the the process, and maybe participate a little bit in the discussion. We are in coming towards the end of 2021, and uh, I'm tempted to ask you what the the horror year of 2020 with the pandemic, etc. Mm-hmm. Did it bring new layers, new perspectives to to the process, or or to the framework? I guess not. I, I think you're guessing right. We actually, I think, quite decisively wanted to make it so that it's not yet one yet another of this COVID-19 frameworks or bullet point lists. We wanted to make something that is holistic, but also 
sustainable and and that has a life cycle uh, for the years to come. Which is important. Um, so in um, in the framework, you were talking about three starting points. You boil down the knowledge, skills, and competencies of an uh, effective leader to to these points. Can you two elaborate on those, please? Yes. So as you said, yeah, uh, we think that leadership boils down to three factors, and those are sense making and interpreting. Uh, and this describes the way that leaders make sense of the complex world around them, their mental models and thoughts, uh, also those detrimental beliefs that might hinder hinder their uh, performance. So a key skill for any leader is to break down this information and use it as an aid for decision making. But also it's a matter of uh, interpreting these word views and understandings of, for example, strategy to to people around them and making sense of themselves. The uh, second point, uh, adapting and aligning, then refers to a leader's ability to adapt their activities based on the uh, understanding that they have of, of the world around them, of their strategy, of the environment that they, they operate in, and, and also of the people that they work with. So, so uh, deciding what measures support the organization, how to steer operations in the right direction, how to align a team's activities to support the company's goal, but also on an individual level, being aware of their personal behavior styles and adapting those styles to different situations. And the third skill or a competence we call renewing and growing, this is again one of those like uh, individual leader skills. Uh, and this means uh, both the leaders like personal renewal, but uh, also their impact on, on organizational renewal and growth. And this may require uh, that the leader challenges their uh, the mindsets that they have, but also maybe the organizational mindset if those hinder the organization's performance. Uh, so if the adapting and aligning involves sort of a continuous uh, development, then renewing and growing refers to leaders' ability to respond to sporadic changes and also make uh, dramatic changes to the way they themselves are used to doing things. Thank you. And naturally, to build on that, I think it's important to understand that that this is all rendered by how the, the, the business landscape is and how actually the organization's current resources, whether tangible or intangible, are. So in a way, like closer to get you get to the individual leader, um, the easier it is to define the personal development goals. But at the same time, we always need to understand that we operate in a context. That's that's very true. And and and, and those those three issues, three points, which I think are fantastic. They all boil down one way or the other to the one concept or maybe factor you mentioned, Sara, mindset. Mm. Because the, the, the mindset you can have depends very much on the sense-making and interpreting, uh, understanding the environment, etc. And, and then how you adapt and align is, is once again 
uh, a, a mindset issue of an individual leader in the sense of, do you want to adapt? How, what does, and, and you referred to that as well, what does prevent you from adapting to a new situation? Exactly, yes. And, and then uh, this renewing and growth, do you personally, individually as a leader, see a need for that? Or are you, you know, and now I'm using a funny word, but uh, are you complacent uh, to to think that I don't need to renew because I do things uh, things in a in a way that I'm very uh, satisfied with with. So so I think that the 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 mindset of an individual leader is very much also in in the core of all of this because it has to do with all these yes, three I things. Yes, it is exactly. Yes, yes. very nicely put. Um, I, I think this links both at the individual and at the organizational level back to this kind of knowing mindset versus learning mindset exactly. discussion. Yes. And uh, and I, I think actually it has been said many times that that if you have a knowing it all organization versus learning it all organization, the learning it all organization always beats the first one. Yeah, you cannot learn if you already know, isn't it? So, yeah. Exactly. And uh, the it's also interesting, the adapting, aligning, uh, which relates very much to the individual leader's ability to learn and agility to, to learn. It has been seen many times in many, many, uh, many research uh, uh, articles and, and in, in, in practice as well, that those leaders who derail in their careers can be excellent in one context. And you referred to that, Sara, as well. And, and Becca, you too, how important the context is. So the individual leader can be excellent in one context and in one industry and in one organization. But when he or she is moved to a totally different context where he or she could be using the experience and the skills and the knowledge uh, in, in, in this new situation. If there is no learning agility, if there is no learning mindset, you derail because you cannot adapt and, uh, and apply your past uh, experience in a totally new situation. And now we know how totally the, the, the context has changed lately, the sporadic changes that you, you mentioned. So I think these are fantastic uh, three points that you have taken as, as the starting point for, for the framework. We have been talking about now the individual leader and the skills and knowledge and competencies and, and the mindset which I'm a, I'm a big fan of discussing mindsets and attitudes. Um, I know that the framework includes the individual and the, the organizational aspects, and we have been discussing the individual now. Which organizational factors are important for impactful leadership? I think starting with these three cornerstones at the individual level, sense-making and interpreting, adapting and aligning, and renewing and growing. 
in order to make most of them, we need to use different vehicles for our leaders, how to make it impactful. And what we need, first of all, we need to understand, are the structures right? Do we have the structures that are needed for the business performance? Uh, secondly, how is the culture? Where are we today? Where should we be? What are the gaps and what kind of culture best supports our performance? Then we need resilience. Um, and resilience comes in many sizes and shapes. It's one side of it is how quickly you recover from disappointments and, and surprising situations. But the second other side of resilience is that how well you anticipate what's going to happen next, how well you are able to, to avoid these caveats. Then it's about learning, the organization learning, how quickly you learn and can you learn in an anticipatory manner. Uh, and even more, there is innovation. How do you innovate, not only in the incremental manner, but also in the radical way? And finally, agility, your ability to implement quickly, your ability to run experiments uh, on a dime, and and how to how to to actually enjoy this kind of quick quick and rapid jump into action. I think these are the the, the, the leaders' behaviors and the, 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 the platforms and vehicles for actually becoming impactful, having these three individual level ingredients in place. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pekka. This, uh, what Pekka said, I think, illustrate how, how, we, how we see the like, holistic as aspects of, of leadership. Like, even the most skillful leader wouldn't be able to succeed in, in an organizational setting that wouldn't support their success. Mm-hmm. And the other way around, it, each individual leader then again contributes to the organizational factors. So it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, what does the result of an organization look like? Or how, how does the organization look like when the uh, leadership has been impactful what what do you uh, what do we mean with impact and how can that be seen as a result naturally impact um, is always defined and measured in in the local context but when you look at this um uh, across organizations and companies actually i think this goes back to the concept of organizational health Two of the leading factors are uh, coordination and control and leadership. Those are the ones that make the large, uh, highest difference between the, if you look at the business performance, the, the key performance indicators for any organization. If you look at the top 25% compared to the, the bottom 25% and the 50% of the organizations in the middle, coordination and control, the good old management, updated to, to, to the 2020s in a way like that it's more about having all sorts of, 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 of early indicators, what to measure, what to look at, how to recognize problems before they start growing and so on. And then combined with leaders, that is more about leading the way to the future, envisioning and, and, and inspiring people. So Leadership and Management, 1970s article for Harvard Business Review by, by Abraham Selesnick, I think 
they are not different. They must be combined. And I think in this case, what is what makes the biggest impact? If you look at all the factors, having management and leaders combined uh, with different doses and, and proportions, depending on the content, that is where I think the impact comes from. This is uh, this actually uh, answers one of my questions that I had prepared for this discussion is why don't we speak about people and business leadership separately? Or do you want to add something to that? I think, to be honest, um, it's an easy way out that you try to, that let's let the HRD function to take care of the leadership side and let's let us as divisional leaders to take care of the business side of it. But actually they are so tightly interlinked that you cannot actually do it. The, the 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 way you measure the the the, the leadership impact and its 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 proficiency is finally at the end of the day by looking at the business results, but also in order to make the results happen, you need to have these more qualitative investments in individuals, in teams, in your key people and their capabilities. Yes, thank you. That is actually a question that we have received many times. So thank you for asking. As, as Pekka said, these things are inseparable. And you lead business through people always. And for example, sense-making as one of the individual leader skills may refer to making sense of self as, as a leader or one's team members, but also making sense of the strategy, uh, strategic futures, the, what the futures might hold for the organization exactly and and inseparable i uh, sorry i started very philosophically <laughs> thinking about the the you said hrd function etc and i started to think about the the we are now trying to not to talk about human resources because we we feel that that people are more than resources, etc. So there's a lot of both philosophical and, and even semantic mm. discussion around the term. But if you think about it, it kind of encompasses the, the, the whole idea of them being inseparable. There's human resources, there's other types of resources which need to be led and managed one way or the other. So it, it is a big package. David Packard, uh, one of the founders of Hewlett Packard, the HP, as we know it today, said once that marketing is all too important to be left to the marketer, marketing function alone. I think leadership is equally all too important to be left to the HR function only. So, so it's it's. I, I think actually marketing, if translated, that's the essence of business, making business in in a way like I think the same principles apply apply to both domains. This is very true. Interesting. So this discussion could could be continued. Jumping to some of the things that are discussed today that are or the uh, are on the agenda of of uh, leadership researchers and gurus if you want. There's there's issues like sustainability, ethical leadership and ethical organizations. Uh, very much on the agenda, uh, very much debated. Why are those themes not part of the framework as such? Hmm, yes, uh, again, uh, ethical aspects and sustainability are 
inseparable part of any successful organization and should be on the agenda of of any successful organization. Uh, But again, it's the organization's strategy that dictates the organization's approach to these these, uh, matters. And then the capabilities, like the organizational capabilities that Pekka just uh, discussed, and also the individual leadership skills make the ethical aspects come alive. So as an example, uh, to become a more inclusive organization, the organization's structures need to support that, but also the organization's culture need to support inclusive, inclusivity. inclusivity. Uh, and then an individual leader has to make sense of these matters and adapt to inclusive practices in their own uh, leadership behaviors and even drive renewal towards to becoming a more inclusive organization as as an example so yeah a- again it's it it's very much yeah yeah to, to to build on what Sarah said i would be actually very scared if in year 20 in autumn 2021 we, we would still have programs that have separate modules or separate components for sustainability or or ethics as such, in a way, that was the way things were being done 15 years back. But but at the moment, I think this consideration, sustainability, is something that must be considered in the context of strategy, in the context of the business model. How do we relate to it? How do we make this? Because sustainability is not only what you do to others, it's also about is your way of working, is your role in society at large, is it sustainable itself? Is it going to have longevity? Secondly, uh, this kind of ethics and responsibility, I think it goes very much back to whom we are. What do we think about being about being human beings and, and how do we think about others and so on? It should be inseparable. And I think when it becomes separated, then we are um, having a very, very slippery slope downwards. That is very true, and I was thinking along those lines as well. Uh, in addition to 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 this discussion, which I I like, and and as you said, Becca, uh, maybe fifteen years ago we could have taken sustainability as as a in our world as a module, and then we would ponder, and that that was done that we would ponder around the, the what does it mean and is it only greenwashing and, and all and those discussions. That everyone has been spending some time on the sustainability mo- module. Next yeah. week we are going to have the ethics module. Yeah. So everything has been covered now. Exactly. And uh, build, building on on those uh, issues that you, you discussed before, the um, organizational capabilities uh, are, of course, not only what are the the things that the organization has to be able to do but it is also structures and and uh, all the resources that are available for the organization and i would say that in the structures today just as you you said becca uh, in the structures and in the leadership uh, processes and leadership systems those issues sustainability uh, ethical leadership, etc., are built in. So we can take it for granted that the organizational capabilities kind of include the sustainability and ethics issues for for any organization. I don't know if you 
agree with this. And uh, yes, very well indeed. And I think the real test comes when you need to make trade-offs. Yes. Are we optimizing mm. for the short term or for the long term? And sometimes we sacrifice something in regards to performance or impact in the short term in order to live up to, to these higher principles. But that's when actually our values and ethics uh, really get truly tested. Plus the individual leader and and his or her ability to adapt and align and and you know what is yes, that the exactly. priority exactly. order exactly. yeah yeah so um, the framework of course has a clear link to Aldo EE's approach to leadership development also and this is what we started from how Becca how do you see that an individual leader you uh, could use this. This uh, framework for individual development purposes. Write a recipe or a plan, according to. Mm, I think um, as leaders, it, it's it's important to recognize that actually most of the people working in our programs are also leaders themselves, yes. and and they in a way can relate to the many of the topics that we are discussing. Sometimes you get so many bits and pieces from from all directions that that's that you need to keep this in mind and this is important that this one is also important i think at the individual level this best serves as this kind of mind map in a way that this is where you can somehow park different topics and different um realizations you experience that okay this is something that helps me in doing that. And also I think it's relieving because you're exposed to so many messages that uh, I always think that uh, many of these leadership development programs, not only programs, but also all the other contents that we are exposed to, they are like a buffet table and you cannot eat everything at uh, at once. So so I think this helps to pick the things you take from the buffet and place them somewhere. And I think as, as a mind map, as a mental framework, this can be very helpful. And it's somehow soothing to think that 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 I can have this kind of one pager mm. and think that this is my this is my leadership interface. Yes, uh, adding to that, I, I, I think for an individual leader it also helps to sort of weigh your own leadership or your own leader's competencies to the organizational context. So so weighting it against the structures, structures again, or culture or the, the learning systems or how knowledge is shared in an organization and sort of fi- finding a receipt for, for yourself to better succeed in, in in your own own leadership when you can actually see the see the bigger picture and and the context and if there are some like structural things that might hinder and then of course taking accountability to try to change those structural thing, things that hinder uh, performance mm-hmm. yeah combining those yeah. Uh, are we able to renew is it something in me that uh, prevents my exactly. my adaptation to the to to the new context jumping out of the 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 framework uh, co- concept uh, for for a minute i'll wrap up 
a little bit later, but I, I would like to know now. Now the framework is kind of ready, and of course it's dynamic. It's it's living. It's being tested. How how do people? By the way, do you know already? How have individual leaders, for example, uh, received this? What what has been the uh, reaction to the framework? Do we know? Uh, yes, we have actually uh, received some quite uh, positive feedback from from the framework. We just published a post on on our uh, website, all the leaders inside uh, blog post, and and it received quite a lot of uh, positive feedback. That that especially uh, how, how we put things into context. So yes, thank you. But now, now this is in use. It's 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 um, I like it mind map. It's it's also a, a kind of a guiding principles in in your own leadership uh, development as an individual leader. So uh, I'm I'm sure that it is very warmly welcomed. But what are for both of you individually the question? What are the questions that are now? on your own agenda related to the impact leaders make on people they work with. After the framework, what's the next issue that you're you're thinking about in terms of impactful leadership? Uh, personally, I think being uh, in the middle of a transition to, to, to new roles, <clears throat> when you know that there is a deadline, that for example, by the end of December, you need to get certain things done, it makes you quite focused. So having a deadline, I think it really helps to better allocate attention and energy. And uh, naturally, we are all allocating attention and energy all the time, but it makes you more aware of that, that this is something to pay attention to, this is where to push harder, and this is something that is evolving and me as a leader creating additional pressure won't do so much about it. Yes, personally, I think uh, what I'm working on now, I would like to develop this as more as a diagnostic tool mm-hmm. to help our clients in better understand their leadership development needs. So that that is that is on my on my personal agenda. Interesting. Looking forward to to that. Um, Thank you very much. Very interesting discussions and and uh, and uh, reflections upon the the framework that I knew it. I just wanted you to tell it that it has been received very warmly. Uh, people appreciate it, and this, of course, we wanted to to make this podcast as well around the the framework itself. So having. Uh, a concise way of looking at you as an individual leader and then kind of reflecting that towards the organizational factors, I think is is very important. And at least for me, it's very easy to combine those, that this goes with this and uh, sense-making, etc., resilience, my own growth, etc. And uh, resilience, uh, you mentioned, and I... I probably want to to end end this discussion with a with a note of or notion of of resilience becca you said how quickly you recover from from setbacks etc 
that's at, at the individual level. It's, of course, resilience as well, but it's also one part of emotional intelligence, if you want, and optimism, which is in, in that context, optimism uh, is, is not looking at the world through pink uh, eyeglasses and, and saying that everything is going to be all right. But optimism for a leader is like resilience for an organization. It is how quickly you bounce back when there is something that didn't work quite the way you, you wanted it and learning from those setbacks and learning from the context that is, it seems, ever evolving and, and becoming more and more complex. So in this complex world uh, requiring both resilience and adaptation, alignment, and, and growth, I think this framework is, is more than welcome. And I congratulate you for, for having designed it. Thank you for an excellent discussion, Pekka and Sara. Thank you, Rita and Sara. Thank you. Thank you, Pekka and Rita. It was my pleasure.